So Rob, on the 23rd of March 2020, the British government, or more specifically, the Prime Minister Boris Johnson, had a simple message to the public. Stay home. A majority of the public and people around the world opted to stay at home under the guise that this sacrifice was to be indulged in the prevention of unnecessary loss of human life, while scientists and institutions around the world prevented the outbreak of an unknown disease. The death count in 2021, in January, in the UK, was at a record high. At its peak, almost 2,000 deaths were occurring per day due to an unprecedented strain on an already crippling um, health service. The public swiftly realised that their sacrifice was not in vain as Boris Johnson and a flurry of Tory MPs inhaled Prosecco in celebration to their hard work and apparent sacrifice to the calls. The good old calls. <laughs> um now in the present, obviously you've got the Met Police that have conducted a thorough investigation alongside the efforts of Sue Gray's impartial report to reveal that the media was, was in fact not parroting lies. The institution that forms the very foundation of the policies you adhere to have mocked not just your resilience, but your intelligence, informing you of a great of a threat, threat so great that your mother, grandmother, children and whoever you held close to you in your life had to die alone staring at the hospital ceiling. Um, to the sound of machines beeping and put in the ground without the presence of the, of the love that they were surrounded by in their mortality. A sincerely empty apology is drafted in the Prime Minister's office only to be coaxed into the belief that nothing is more important than the political war that engulfs Ukraine from the party that considers shipping immigrants thousands of miles away to be cared for by a country that eats human rights for breakfast. Suddenly, um, they are suggesting that you should open your doors and your arms only because um, they've not escaped the war in a dinghy. Over the last couple of days, we've seen Keir Starmer call out Johnson for his brazen lies and Lindsay Hoyle ask Starmer to revoke his use of the term dishonest as to appease the parliamentary code. He has openly labelled the Prime Minister as a man without shame and that is a surface le level attack really to describe the despicable and manipulative creature that is tearing up British politics in favour of a self-serving agenda for him and the nodding self-indulged imbeciles that stand next to him. So how did we get here? Partygate, the report's out, and I feel like the outrage has been fairly minimal. Um, obviously, the outrage in the media has been very you know, severe. I don't think they've gone after Johnson as hard as they went after, let's just say, Theresa May during the Brexit, mm -hmm. Brexit days. I mean, we're still in them, but the, the leading up to Brexit days, you know, Jeremy Corbyn with his bloody commie hat. And I, yeah. I think I mentioned that every episode. Um, but, you know, how, how did we get to this point where it was meant to be Boris's poll tax moment, where apparently we were going to storm the streets and say, this is unacceptable. Um, but no outrage. And this man has said to you, oh, don't worry, I've paid the fine with your fucking money. Your money. Yeah. You pay him and he paid the fine with your money for the rules that he made. It's just insane, isn't it? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, you're right about the lack of outrage. To some, 
some extent, it's not maybe that surprising because, as, you know, some of the, these papers, you know, they're all, uh, with, with few exceptions, um, run by uh, people who donate to the Tory party, strong supporters of the Tory party. But yeah, I mean, in that, you know, we've seen other, other times when there have been, um, you know, uh, there has, there has been a blanket kind of condemnation of the government, uh, even from, you know, press that normally are quite supportive of what they do. And yet this time, they just seem like they want to just brush it under the rug. You know, the Daily Mirror have gone with this story since since they broke. They were the paper who broke Partygate. Uh, they've gone with it. Um, ITV obviously also broke quite a few of the stories around these parties. Um, uh, so the, on the ITN news, we've had quite a few stories. But um, yeah, by and large, the newspapers, you know, they look like they're just wanting to. Um, uh, just sort of brush it away, uh, and you know, let 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 Boris get on with the job. Um, I think Daily Mail their headline uh, the other day was um, I'm just finding it here. Don't they know there's a war on? Literally, you know, like like. <laughs> well, first of all, there isn't a war on. We're not not here. We're not involved in a war. We're not at war, are we? Mm. So it's like, but why are they just accepting this line? I mean, this is a line I think that um, was one of the the, the first kind of um, things that they pulled out as mitigation, um, you know, when when the fines were issued and and they had to admit to it, um, you know, one, one of one of one of the first the first sort of defensive lines was well, you know, there's there's this war with between Russia and Ukraine, and you know we've got to, uh, you know, we've got to say stay strong at this time. Never mind the fact that France having an election at the moment and quite possibly might have a, a new a new prime minister. You know, obviously a they're letting the side down, aren't they? One. I mean, they should clearly, yeah. clearly, France should be cancelling their election right now because mm. because they're 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 letting down the war effort. Uh, nonsense, isn't it? It's a ridiculous ridiculous line. But then you've you know there you've got the Daily Mail just parroting it. Um, you know, in in the face of in the face of an unprecedented, um, uh, an unprecedented situation, uh, the, the first prime minister um, to have uh, have been, um, uh, you know, uh, to, to to have committed a crime uh, in office uh, ever, I believe. Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. we can't say convicted of a crime because of the technicalities around <sighs> the fact that it was a fixed penalty notice, which is nonsense, really. And 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 the thing of uh, some of his his uh, MPs now trying to compare uh, this fixed penalty notice with the um, with a parking the speeding charge or something oh, or a speeding yes. ticket, ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous. Because the reason it was a fixed penalty notice in the first place was due to the particular circumstances of the pandemic. It was the only effective way to to quickly um, uh, you know uh, tackle uh, tackle these kind of uh, offences in in the circumstances. So. Um, you know, even even saying something like that, it's very lame, and it, and it's, it's not an excuse. Um, but no, so it, it is unprecedented. I mean, it quite it, it quite possibly could have been uh, very different in terms of the penalties that he was he was going to suffer from this. Um, he, he's he's lucky that it just so happened that it was as simple as a fixed penalty. Um, but then he's paid it, and so he's admitted he's ad- and he's actually admitted it. So he's admitted his crime, and yet. Yeah. I and was yet, parked. And yet, and yet, that's it. It's almost like, well, yeah. 
Well, now that he's admitted it, well, it, I mean, initially, wasn't it? They, 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 we had the Sue Gray report, and we were told, oh, well, we, well we've got to wait for the Sue Gray report. So then, then suddenly, you know, a day, was it a day, possibly two days before the Sue Gray report was about to get published, suddenly the Met opened an investigation, very mysteriously, how they ordinarily, all of a sudden, after, after, I can't remember how long it was, but it was at least a month, wasn't it, um, yeah. since the initial uh, allegations had appeared in newspapers. And they had plenty of time and were actually saying that they weren't going to launch an investigation. All of a sudden, just as well, I mean, Sue Gray is well, about to publish a report, they suddenly decide to investigate, and then that puts the mockers on that. But what um, was the investigation? What, they just got past the pictures and they looked yeah. and went, oh, that is, you know, that is indeed Boris sat in the garden. Would you believe Boris Johnson sat yeah. in the number 10 garden? Yeah, Who else is going to be sat in the garden? There was insufficient garden? evidence. I mean, there was piles of evidence, absolutely piles of evidence. And they, they were they were staunchly refusing to um, to investigate up to that point. And, um, and so then we were told, oh, now the Met Police... We're investigating. Well, we we can't comment any further on this now, and we'll have to wait for the wait for their investigation to to be completed. Okay, fair enough. Let's wait for the investigation. Presumably, that meant that once the investigation was completed, had they then uh, issued fines and said that he was guilty of breaching the regulations, you you know, weren't we, were we wrong to think that that was going to be game over? It seems like. What what other outcome could there possibly be? What outcome could anyone accept other than Johnson's found guilty of this of committing this offence? He must go. I mean, he, it was even suggested, really, um, that even if Johnson himself wasn't fined, the very fact, you know, of of anyone who was involved in a party at Downing Street, mm. any 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 any. Um, uh, you know, fines issued uh, for uh, for anything that had taken place at Downing Street was his responsibility, and he should go. So even if he hadn't been uh, personally fined, there's, there's and yet now we're at the point where he, he has actually been fined, and he's still refusing to even accept that he's done anything wrong. I'm actually, saying now, uh, apparently the police are no longer, um, you know, impartial arbiters of whether someone has broken the law, and 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 that in actual fact, um, it's a matter of opinion as to whether will they say he's broken the law. But well, our opinion is different. So now, now yeah. apparently, no longer we, we no longer t- take take the uh, <laughs> the word of the police that a crime has been committed. Is is that where we are now? It's, it's <laughs> I mean, I'm happy to to say that the police are full of shit, and I don't care if they say. That something's a crime or not, but that, but you know, I'm not the prime minister, yeah, uh, and I don't, I, I don't supposedly uphold the rule of law in this country. Uh, I, I find the situation is insane, and you've got people like you know the the, the editors of the Daily Mail just saying, "Can we just get on with it, please? You know, yeah. let's leave this. Let's, it's all done now. Yes, it is done, but he should be resigning." It's, Absolutely madden. I mean, just remember when when the police next stop you and they say what they think you've been doing, or even if they've proved it, you just say, "Well, that's your opinion." Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> it's your yeah. opinion that uh, that I just yeah I, I, I gave I just this man a or, yeah, yeah literally, <laughs> and, or that I just uh, ran a red light. That's that's your opinion. I, I've got a slightly different opinion. Perhaps we can just agree to disagree on that one. The thing is that he's got <laughs> he's got a very specific way of talking about it. If you saw him in PM, PMQs today, for example, so today being the twentieth of April, which is when this podcast should be going out. Um, 
you know, he's got a very specific language that he uses. So if you're just, say, someone that's not come across a fixed penalty notice before, or maybe you're not involved with that type of industry and you've not heard that phrase before, mm. obviously you'd call it an FPN, mm. right? So when he was in Parliament today, he said, yes, I, you know, I, I got the FPN, <laughs> FPN. And if you were just a person that's never, you'd be like, what the fuck is that? Is that like a certificate and a yeah. wall? Is that code for something? Um and the thing that's really smart about how he talks about it as well is that he says how he worded it was when Keir Starmer was pressing him on it, which I must admit, we're not usually fans of Keir Starmer, but he's mm. he's been doing all right. Last two, t- he's had a good go at it, obviously mm. within, the, yeah. within the means of what Lindsay Hoyle um, agrees is acceptable language, you know. And I'm just glad he didn't stand up and and say that because you, there was a war on now is not the time because that's you could almost imagine Starmer doing you'd that. No, it, he did actually. He went in full 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 blooded, didn't he? But yeah, and he, you know, and the way that Boris said it is that you know, well, the police. That's what the police have said. As if, well, that's what the police have said. But is it what I've done? Do you know mm. what I mean? Um, but it's it's interesting because it's not enough that he him Rishi the gang the whole eaten mess you know are you know having these parties denied they had these parties photographic evidence was presented and they said what party mm. as almost i mean there can only be either two explanations for that either it was boris has an identical twin um <laughs> or he was absolutely so on the lash that night that he just can't remember even going to a party <laughs> you know Carrie, you're pregnant again. I don't believe it. You know, <laughs> and it's and it's like how how can you not know whether you're at a party or not? And the thing is, is that I mean, the speculation in the first place was ridiculous. I mean, who else is going to be in his garden? Have you seen the people that stand outside with guns? There's gates, everything. It's not just going to be a bunch of kids thinking, "Oh well, everyone's in their house. We might as well go have a party in Downing Street." It's just, yeah, it's not it's like you can't manic. account for who 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 goes into and out of Downing Street. You know, it's no. it's one of the most heavily uh, you know guarded, uh, um, you know, uh, some of the he- uh, highest security of probably any building in this country, uh, and and you can guarantee that there's a record of exactly who who is in that building at any time and who Absolutely. isn't, and and when they were there and what they were doing. Uh, I mean, nonsense, isn't it? it I mean, they know when the cat goes in. They know, yeah. they open the door for a cat. They're going to yeah. know. But yeah. the thing that I think is, it's the erosion of British politics, the foundation, whether you agree with the institution, whether you disagree with it, whether you think you can fix this, that. It's the whole foundation of what the politics that we this country runs on is meant mm. to represent. And you're watching people tear it up before your mm. very eyes on the basis of what? Because the 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 way that I sort of see it is that governments anyway, they, they em- empower and employ people to do jobs that they have no qualification for, but they get a fancy title. So mm-hmm. depending on how far you take Boris's shaft down your throat is how far you progress through his parliament. Do you know what I mean? Of his mm. ideas. And this idea almost that if... You know, if you hold, I don't know if you've seen Prison Break, but there's a guy on there called Theodore Bagwell. And if you hold on to his pocket, he'll look after you. And it's almost like this, you know, they all hang on to Doris Johnson's pocket. And so long as they do, he will defend them to the ends of the earth. And I think it's, it's insane because you've got people here that are completely devoid of their morals. And, you know, we see it all the time. 
it is the way of politics. You have the opposition party that are very much, you know, moral sta- good moral standing and so on and so forth. They get into power and then they just want to defend their actions, whether right or wrong. And that's yeah. fine. You know, we get the idea. You all have little, I mean, for Christ's sake, they call them chief whips and things like that for a reason because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, whip you into the position they want you to be in. But the idea that you can be so morally devoid that you're happy to tear up more or less a whole institution on the basis of clinging on to your well-paid cushy job doing fuck all that you're not even qualified for mm. and sitting there and nodding your head and here here you know and all of that in parliament on the basis of nothing you know mm. like the fact that they can you know i would go as far as to say you know the fact that they can they can even live with themselves to be like this is this is fine you know, mm. you wonder what their, you know, what are their wives saying, what are their husbands saying, what are their kids saying, if they're old enough to understand. You know, mum, do you think it was right that you were at that party? Mm. Oh yeah, but you know, it it wasn't a party. It was it was a meeting. Do you know what I mean? Like what what the hell is going on? Um, but you know, and I, I think this is where you know it's there's this frustration because people, I think a lot of people in this country are very unaware of the function of government and it's almost at this point now where british people don't and this isn't for everyone obviously i won't speak on behalf of everyone but there's not this level of outrage it's more like this thing of well as long as i'm all right and we've spoken about this before the i'm all right jack attitude but the the thing that is driving that is there's this idea of like british people now i think they see it just as another hurdle or oh well you know as long as he gets on with it and as long as i can pay this as long as i can pay that but it's bigger than that isn't it this is this is someone that's elected to you know govern your country and obviously it's not like an american you know where you have like absolute power as president it's still this yeah. you know but it if you're a party and you get elected and you have a majority, you can do absolutely whatever you want, really. I mean, you obviously have a House of Lords barrier, but it's all about wording, isn't it? And, you know, your connections and stuff. Like that. It's very mm. much like that. But, you know, this this man's been elected to govern this country. This man's elected to, you know, pass laws that are meant to benefit you and protect you and pass policies that are meant to benefit and protect and it's meant to be a party of progression you know build back better and all this sort of shit um but what have they done you know what what the hell how have we got to a point where it's acceptable that the man who i mean i mean mps obviously get painted that they're meant to be perfect obviously they're not um, and they can't be that, but to the public image, at least, they're meant to look as though they're meant to set the the standard, aren't they? They're meant to be the role model of this is how society functions, and we live well within the society. But mm. I think it's just people excuse it on this basis that oh, well, he's a buffoon. But I think you're a buffoon to believe he's <laughs> he's a buffoon because he's oh, yeah. calculated, isn't he? He's very calculated. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's that's a. A, a, a cultivated image that he has um and it's when it's one of his it's one of his weapons like he uses it to to sort of you know it, it's it, in terms of a weapon i mean it's something that he uses you know to to in a in a positive in a, I mean, in a positive way to actually um get to get himself in a position where he you know people um uh, sort of warm to him as a character um, and, and to make himself the electoral asset that he is. And, and a lot of the reason why you've got Tories uh, defending him is because a lot of them still believe that, you know, he, he is a vote winner. Um, I'm sure that's what it is. I mean, what else could it be? Because, I mean, there's a lot of actually, there's a lot of MPs 
uh, in Parliament now on the Tory benches anyway who are not experienced uh, parliamentarians or even politicians mm. um uh, and they they just got in because of because of the big uh, swing you know with with the um the, the whole get brexit done um, bollocks um from mm. the last election but you've but you have got um you know uh, experienced parliamentarians who've been there a long time um and who you know who 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 do i'm sure believe in the system um and yet they're prepared to um, sort of back him, but I think their their sort of um, loyalty to to the system um, is always. I mean, the Tories. What the one thing about Tories is that um, they are a election election winning machine. They're they're a party whose purpose is power more than it is um, government. Really, you Absolutely. know, they what they want to always ensure that they are in power and uh so that's that's really the mindset isn't it when it comes to uh, when you look at the the people who are continuing to back uh the prime minister it's not clear anyway you know how long this is going to last because we're not through this yet i mean we've had mm. the first round i think if well, we were looking at talk about a timeline weren't we and if you look at the timeline those fines relate to one of the earliest events that the police are investigating. So it looks as if the investigation is is possibly working chronologically. If that's the case, there's probably a lot more, um, uh, there's a lot more fines to come, I would imagine, mm. because the greater concentration of, um, of events uh, took place um, later on in 2020. Um, so I guess, I guess we'll see. And, and maybe some, some Tories, although they're not, openly as yet um calling for him to go um they're perhaps they're perhaps you know on the fence or not you know they're, they're not coming out and, and, and fully backing him but i mean those that are there's no doubt that they think that uh he is someone who is going to uh win votes um even after everything that he's he's still going to be a person who can win them votes who can who can enable them to keep their their seat and their cushy, as you say, their cushy job uh, mm. in Parliament, um, and so that's why they're backing him in the end. You know, it, it, and <laughs> it, it's it is the way of things, I guess. I, you're right; it probably wouldn't be that different um, if we were talking about Labour in power, because that, again, you know, that that part, the parliamentary party is full of careerists. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, and many of them narcissists. Again, they sort of believe in the system, but mm. when it comes down to like, you know. Defending the system versus sort of defending the person who potentially uh, can either, um, you know, be the making or the breaking of their own career. They're very torn on that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's where it comes I mean, it, from, it, really. It shines, doesn't it? It shines through. But, you know, it, it almost makes me wonder, you know, when we go back to sort of, yeah, the Theresa May days, the Tory government somehow managed to get their way through that turmoil. And it does make you question, doesn't it, whether, I mean, is it to the point where, you know, if they can get through that, they can get through anything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's this idea that, you know, how embarrassing that they went, you know, they they, they got voted down so many times. Um, why can I not remember his, John Burkow? John Burkow yeah. was obviously absolutely militant or- during that whole process. Uh. Yeah, order. <laughs> and he was absolutely militant. And he, you know, 
made a mockery of them really because he was impartial but in a way where he wasn't impartial but he definitely mm. made it seem that he was impartial oh, i'm just following the parliamentary code do you know what i mean um, well, i think he was partial in terms of supporting the the um the power of of parliament or the primacy of parliament wasn't he so yeah. he was he in that sense he set himself against the government and uh and very much sort of um you know, supported, um, uh, you know, parliamentarians um, and actually sort of put power into yeah. their hands in the way it had never been done before. Um, yeah. So and, it, and it, you know, and it was a good approach. But I think this is the thing now, you know, is it because they got through all of that that now it's sort of like, well, the sky's the limit? Do you know what I mean? Like, what, you know, what else can they get away with? Look how many scandals have occurred. Millions yeah. upon millions of pounds of public money just thrust into the hands of people that are basically donors or friends or connections to i don't see anyone saying well actually i was uh i actually voted labor and i received a hundred million pound grant um, yeah. because do you know what i mean and it's like no one received that and all the pieces are there but how on earth and I, to be honest i'm at a point where i think even if the media did put all the pieces together um it wouldn't it wouldn't come together and have the domino effect you'd hope. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't knock all the pins down and it wouldn't result in any any mass sort of change, I don't think, because mm. it, it's this idea, isn't it, that they've somehow managed to drill into people's heads this idea of get on with it. Mm. You know, don't worry about what we're doing. You crack on. We'll look after you. We'll keep the immigrants away. And, you know, we'll keep your money in your pockets. But then all of a sudden, the party of low tax becomes the party of high tax <laughs> yeah. um and you know i don't want to like sort of yeah pollute the episode with too many issues that are going on and i, I do sort of just want to focus on this sort of erosion of how they've basically just torn up everything that british politics is but mm. it's just trying to i think the the hardest thing for me is just trying to understand how we got to this point and how we got to this mindset where it's this complete acceptability for and uh, you know and part, partly i think to myself is it because there's so much going in the news at the moment that people have lost interest? Mm. If it's not COVID, it's Ukraine. If it's not Ukraine, it's Partygate. If it's not Partygate, it's whatever other stuff's going on in the world. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, obviously. But is it this idea that people have just lost track, that they're just thinking, oh, well, you <laughs> I'll know, tell you what I think, what's going um, on anymore? I think with, with, with in terms of like the general public, let's say, um, <sighs> The general public, I mean, poll polling, I think, that was done by YouGov this week showed that most people um, are disgusted with Johnson. Uh, they, you know, they're angry mm -hmm. about what he's done. Um, a lot of them do think he should resign. You know, I think we're looking at majorities, not necessarily absolute, you know, big, big majorities, but at least, you know, we're looking at majorities. I think in all of these cases, polling seems to shift day to day, but there have definitely been um, polls done recently, you know, since the fines are issued, which show that a majority of people um, do think that what he's done is, is wrong and that it is a resigning matter. Um, mm. The problem, the problem, the, the, the problem with the wider, um, implications of it, like we're talking about the implications for um, the institution of, of of government and so on. Um, I think I think the, the, with these sort of things, these these kind of issues are just not appealing. Um, they're not sexy issues for the public. They're not things mm. that are, sort of grab the public that much. Like 
constitutional change. Pull up your bootstraps. Constitutional <laughs> change. If you want to start talking about constitutional change, it's not going to win you any any votes. It's not a vote mm. winner. You can't. You know, no party is going to put that. You know, in their in their manifesto and expect it to win any votes whatsoever. Um, yeah. But it but it should because it's a, it's a relevant issue, particularly you know in relation to this um, this particular period with 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 the the current government and Johnson in particular, um, absolutely riding roughshod over the constitution. When I say the constitution, because we don't have a codified constitution. So, you know, we rely on, um, you know, we rely on, on these sort of the, the integrity of institutions and, and of, uh, you know, um, and of conventions and so on. Um, you know, as as uh, because we don't have anything that's that's sort of written down specifically to say oh, these are the rules, and we don't have you know those mechanisms um, for getting rid of of someone who has done a bad thing. Um, it's all very ad hoc, and it relies on it's the it you know it's there it's there in in parliamentary language when they when they're referred to as honourable gentlemen and right honourable gentlemen mm-hmm. or honourable ladies. You know, it's still kind of. Um, somehow you know back in 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 the you know in the late middle ages when when you know honor was the the system and and people you know to 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 act in a dishonorable way was was frowned upon you know not just frowned upon but it was you know it would lead to you being um completely kind of um shunned by uh by your peers by uh, society um it had big consequences uh, for people mm. in those days, I mean, what's happened to that? I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that it's right anyway that these matters should be a question of of, of honour. Anyway, we should have a codified constitution. We should have um, we should have a, a, a system which says exactly what the consequences are if you do this or you do that. But you know, pe- people are, people are never going to get excited about that. That's that's the sad thing, really. Um, and I think having that constitution anyway, I think the thing it puts into question. Like, I absolutely agree that. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned to anyone on the street, want to talk about constitution? They'd be like, I don't know what that is. What do we get? Mm. Guns now? We get guns. <laughs> um, but you know, if you know, I think there's in this position though, where who would you trust in this day and age in our in our politics, in our parliament, in any sort of institution related to our government, to put together a well-thought-out and decent constitution. Hmm. Who would you trust? Do you know what I mean? Uh, who would you the thing is, it would have to be done on a sort of all-parliamentary par- basis. Really, this is what should have happened. You know, when when we had the votes um, to, to leave the European Union... Um, what what should have happened really is that we should have had a, a pretty much a constitutional convention at that point because, um, you know, that was a massive. I mean, that was a that was a decision which which uh, affected, you, you know, the constitution effectively. I mean, we'd gone into it without perhaps appreciating how uh, what its impact was um, on the constitution of the UK, but certainly coming out of it, that should have been a, a moment when we 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 sort of. Um, took stock of you know what kind of a Britain we were going to be uh, now that we weren't part of the EU and, and, and actually and actually address some of these issues and finally put some things into place um, and I think maybe you know we'd be in a much better position 
than we are now um, if if that had happened. But it, it didn't it happen, back. obviously. But it would have to be done, you know, as I say, by bringing all parties together. I mean, when I say parties, I don't mean political parties, you know, all stakeholders really together. Um, mm. And actually, you know, you could actually uh, uh, organise um, a sort of con- con- constitution- constitutional convention by actually organising, you know, um, groups throughout the whole of the UK to, to sort of feed into it. And, 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 you know, so everyone would be involved really a proper democratic process, but it, you know, it doesn't seem like it's something, you know, it didn't happen. That was a moment when it really could have, or probably should have happened was a, was a perfect moment for something like that. It didn't happen then. So you just can't see any time when that's really going to happen. And, and even now we've got effectively a constitutional crisis. No one's really talking about it in those terms. You know, we're, we're talking about Johnson having done a bad thing. You know, um, it's, it's more of a psychodrama than, than, it, it? than it is. Uh, you know, yeah, the, 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 the ruptures at the institutional level are not the things that are really making the headlines or not the things that people are talking about in terms of um, what should happen now. It's more a balance of, well, you know, it's like when they say, you know, well, all the kind of stupid defences like, well, Johnson's got most of the calls right, so we should cut him some slack like how is that relevant and and it's not even true anyway like every fucking step of this of this miserable fucking two and a half years or whatever it is now every fucking decision he's made is 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 absolute absolute was absolutely wrong part of shit so he hasn't got mm. the cause right he hasn't got any cause right let alone the big cause no cause um but then but then but then the point is well so what? How, why is that relevant? You know, it's not relevant to, to what's actually happened, is it? I mean, what's ha- no. regardless of what he did or he didn't do, we're not talking. It's not a matter of his of, of whether he's overall a good or a bad person, or whether overall he's got good or bad judgment. It's what he's fucking done, isn't it? And what he's doing. This is right integrity, now. isn't it? Yeah. Well, and and the way that he is that he is um, that he is essentially breaking our system um, through his you know his 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 behavior and his 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 refusal um to um you know to 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 sort of follow normal convention um it, he's, he's a class a narcissist that's that's the problem isn't it he's a class yeah. a narcissist and but i think this is you know like you say about the whole thing to do with the constitution when we left um the european union i think the focus for that is, and it goes back to what you said earlier about the vote-winning party, isn't it? Hmm. They just latch on to whatever the current hot topic is, and they will do whatever they need to do to to become the key part of that. And it's this idea as well, isn't it? We've talked about the fractured left before, hmm. and the, the the Tory party will consume every single right-wing voter um, because you know you had UKIP come along. And they were like, don't worry, we hate immigrants as well. Oh, no, sorry, we don't hate immigrants, but we can get rid of them for you if you'd like. Um, and then, you know, UKIP slowly became a, a forgotten party of racists and things like that. And then they became the Brexit party. Oh, we're about Brexit. And Tories said, oh, good, so are we. We're mm. in the Brexit party now. And they consume all of that. Um, but, you know, you've got to this point now where... He's the weird thing is with Johnson is he's he's not even like a bandwagon type of guy, is he? That's the mm. I, I know it sounds like it is, but he's he's very self serving and it, it it's not really I think he just gets to the point where he just really just drowns out other people's opinions. So it's not really it's not really relevant 
you know, what he said, what he's done. I mean, the guy was said, you know, that people who wear hijab and things like that, like letterboxes, mm. um, and then had the audacity to say that the, um, you know, Labour had something against Jewish people. Yeah. Um, you know, but they weren't talking about the Islamophobia or things like that. And there was a very, very quiet, hush-hush look into Islamophobia in the Tory party. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's just such a bizarre time to live in, 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 in this political scape. And it's it's a bizarre... T- it's to see how they behave in Parliament as well over the issue. I mean, it's like listening to a bunch of bloody dogs barking at each other on the street, isn't it? It's just... Mm. It's ludicrous. It, it's almost as if it's a theatrical performance, you know. Mm. Um, now there's... You know, I mean, what the hell happened there when there were no cameras, when there were no microphones, <laughs> when it wasn't live? You know, what happened there then? Um you know, but then you think now it is like a performance because you see it in the sense of, well, this is the opposition's time to you know make a grand speech and uh, you know call out all the wrongdoings and and slam the opposition for what they are, you know, the, and and so on and so forth. But you get to this point where is that all it is? You mm. know, because you listen to them and it's just this constant back and forth of noise, but no answers, no calling out, and I think you know. With the with what's happened to the Tory Party, it, it's got deeper than just being a right wing party. It's it, you know, like you said, it's a power party. Mm. It's a party that want power, and of course, any party wants to be in power. There's no disputing the fact that Labour would like to be in power, or Lib Dems would like to be in power. And obviously, the tone of these parties do change when they get into that position. But the issue with the Conservatives, they've been in power for so long. They've gotten away with so much. The only thing that inflates is Boris Johnson's ego yeah. and the ego of those around him. And they probably sat there and popped open bottles of champagne and ate nibbles. I mean, what do you have at British parties? Bloody sausage rolls and um, <laughs> volivants, um, you know. Um, and like they've lines they're, they're, of cocaine. Yeah, yeah, lines of cocaine, <laughs> t- tapping glasses to get Rishi. Give me the long key, you know. Um, but you know, and you think to yourself. What are they celebrating, you know, and, and how can they sit and, and look at each other and pump each other up and be like, look at how well we've done. Like, we're so good at what we do. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, what what part of you believes that? It's like, you know, obviously one thing he said in Parliament today was about the um, uh, the employment figures being better than they were pre-pandemic. Mm. So he said that, you know, it's, you know, there's less unemployed people now than there were before. And I think... I don't know what figures he's referring to because I don't think that's true looking at the figures, but I would say that in 20, you know, in before the pandemic or when the pandemic was coming around, I think you find that probably, yeah, during the pandemic and, and slightly before we sort of got into it, figures were probably quite low because people were probably getting sacked left, right and center. So it's the same thing with the police all over again, isn't it? You know, oh, we're going to get rid of all, loads of police officers. And then we're going to claim to you that we've got loads back, but it puts us in exactly the same place we were before. So you're no yeah. better or no worse off. Um, yeah. But yeah, I know, I think this is what I've made it about because I didn't, I didn't want to sit and I, well, me and Rob didn't really want to sit and just talk about, Oh, you know, party gate, you know, let's, let's just go over the same timeline and drone over the same stuff that we all know. We all knew that the law was broken. Mm. We all knew that because we have eyes and we looked at pictures of a man that looked an awful lot like Boris Johnson in a garden <laughs> in a place that looked an awful lot like 10 Downing street. Um, and with our eyes, we concluded, you know, oh, guess what? 
there's something that's happened here that shouldn't have happened. Um, but I think this was more just, it's calling out, isn't it? It's the blatant yeah. lies. It's this tearing up of, you know, democracy, institution as we know it. Um, and it's just this, it's this dissatisfaction, I think, with the fact that, you know, it's it's not a people problem. Like when I, I get quite, you know, annoyed about these issues, but it's not really a people problem because why would you expect with all the shit that people in this country have to put up with that they would even consider or have the time to understand what is going on? Yeah. Um, you know, there's you know, there's far too much going on. People's lives are far too busy, and it's not even you know, it's just another challenge, isn't it? Oh, petrol prices are going up. Oh, well, that's fine. We won't drive. We'll walk more or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And people don't see it as, as you know, a... Uh, they see it as a challenge, but they don't see it as a problem coming from the top, if that makes sense. Like, oh, yeah. it's just the way of the world. It's just another cycle of recession, do you know what I mean, or whatever. But, you know, these... It, it's just got to the point where you look at, you know, what's going on in Parliament... And you just think, it, I, I lose hope. I don't know about you. I watch PMQs, my blood boils, and I think I have to turn it off. It's like watching like a, um, uh, you know, like a race that I betted on and this car's really far behind. And it's, mm. but you look, you watch it and you just think to yourself, what is going on in these places? Um, but yeah, I think with, with Partygate, we're, we're, we're just going, we're just getting to the, we're opening the doors of something, can't we? And and it's it's going into something deeper. And no doubt every party he's been accused to have gone to, he's gone to. Um yeah. he you know, he'll do what he always does. He'll find some way to slam people for even insinuating the idea that he's done this, or he'll find some way to slam some form of institution like the police themselves. You know, they don't know what they're talking about. Um of course they are they're just doing it, you know, for British clout or whatever, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you just and and you just look at it and you just think to yourself, how is this happening and why is this happening? And I think you know I'm where you know where do we go from here? We've had over fifty MPs fine now, so over fifty MPs, and you know whether they're all Tories, whether someone else slipped through, but when you look at it, the fact that you know, I mean, it's worth mentioning, isn't it? That um, was it Allegra Stratton? Mm. Um, you know, this all basically broke really because she took the piss out of what they'd done. And someone said, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> you know, did that happen? You know, and other people were like, oh, it's just a joke. Do you know what I mean? And they were like, no, did that happen? Looked into it. Surprisingly, it did. And you just look at the incompetency of this government that, you know, they literally could have got away of breaking the law, but they're so incompetent they didn't. And it just doesn't make sense, does it? You know, like they basically told on themselves. Yeah. And this is where we're at. But, you know, I think we can safely say that this is the worst government probably in British history by an absolute mile. Um, you know, you can, you can put on their CV all the stuff they've achieved. You know, oh, well, we got Brexit done and we're building back better and, you know, we threw loads of the public money into the fire and we paid our criminal fines with public money as well and so on and so forth. But, you know, where does it end? I mean, going just briefly touching on the Ukraine war, because we've already sort of done this and it's still developing, isn't it? It's, it's, mm. I mean, there's, it's not as quick to just say, oh, there's going to be an end to it. But, you know, um, Ben Wallace, was it, the Defence Secretary? You know, a hoax call. He's the Defence <laughs> Secretary. 
having a hoax call with someone who is not Zelensky. And he's sat there and probably chatting away. Oh, you want the nuclear codes? Yeah, let me just open my bag. Do you know what I mean? And it's and you just think to yourself, how much more? It, it, it's it's like an it's like a bunch of students have moved into a student house and they're yeah. just like, let's see what happens. Do you know what I mean? Cause a ruckus. But it's just absolutely, mm. I'm flabbergasted. I mean, I talk about it, but I mean, I'm too pissed off to even be intellectual about it because I just don't even know what to say anymore, Rob. No, the, you know, the whole, like you say, the whole uh, government uh, at the moment, it, it's just disgusting, isn't it? From top to bottom, you know, um, disgusting individuals, um, some of the worst people imaginable. I think Bridget Patel got pranked as well, didn't she? Uh, this <laughs> trust, I think. But you just look at them. I mean, just, just these awful, awful people with clearly very, very little, very limited ability. Mm. Um you know, being promoted up into these top jobs, as you say, largely because of their loyalty um, to mm. to Johnson and to the to and to Brexit, of course, which is what, where it all started. Um, just just dreadful, dreadful people. Um, but no, it, you know, it's it, 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 the most frustrating part is just the way that there just doesn't seem to be any mechanism um, to really hold them to account. You know, and mm. like as you said right at the start. Um, you know the press aren't doing it, uh, and that's normally that's normally what you expect in a good functioning democracy. You would expect to have um, you know a, a robust um, uh, free press who will hold um, institutions and officials um, uh, and politicians to account, and it's not happening. It's just not happening, uh, or they're just toughing it out. And we're at the point now where. Um, you know, we're we're basically at a point where where might is right, and I suppose what I mean by that in this context is, like with um, with with the Tory Party. I mean, they're they're by far the richest um, political party for one thing, uh, and their influence is you know is huge. Um, and we mentioned you know the press, the press barons. Uh, many of them are, are donors to the Tory Party. Um, you know, and it, and it's very much like you know we're the most powerful party because we've you know we we've got the, we've got the most money and the most the, the most influ- influence within within these sectors, and therefore we can we can actually um, you know we can I- impose uh, upon them to ensure that. Um, we we basically win. Um, we we win every argument. You know, um, we we close down uh, c- criticism. Um, uh, you know, we ridicule those uh, who who um, who stand against us or oppose us. I mean, look at the way that anybody who who opposes uh, war has been uh, has been shut down, uh, mm. marginalised um, recently. Uh, uh, you know, and that and that's that's what I mean by that. It, it's very much like there's no. It, it's not about the, the 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 rule of law anymore, or you know, um, people being properly held to account. It's very much like they can they can, they can set and control the entire agenda, so they don't need to worry about those sort of things anymore. It's this. It's, it's, it doesn't matter to them because they can always get their point of view across, their message across. Um, they can get the right people to, to back them 
Um, you know, when you look at the, this is what I was saying about with the police. I mean, it sounds a bit conspiratorial, but at the end of the day, what the fuck was going on with the Met Police? You know, mm. back at the start of Partygate, what was going on there? But you just know that these, there's these people. I think wasn't it? Um, I mean, what's her surely... name? Help, help me out. What's the Met? She stepped down recently. Oh, the Met, uh, Met Commissioner's Cassidra... name. Uh, Dick or uh, Chris oh. Dick, yeah, yeah. That's so it. she and she was was she not also um, uh, was she not also at the same uh, college as as Boris Johnson? I think possibly. I know she's got. She basically she's a member of the establishment um, along with him. And this is funny. It's funny when people sort of uh, sometimes um, sort of uh, talk about Johnson as if he's you know some kind of um, anti-establishment figure, or or that he's one of us, or something. It's ridiculous because he, he mm. is he is absolutely, uh, absolutely a hundred percent an establishment man, um, and, uh, and, and and that's and that's and that's you know that's that's what's there that that that's that that structure. Um, you know, things things were getting were sort of <laughs> I think possibly at one point you know starting to change, whereby. Uh, you know, institutions were were opening up, and it, you know, um, there was a little bit more um, meritocracy creeping in, and people were able to enter into into um, levels of government and 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 um, and so on uh, from different walks of life. You know, people yeah. who um, who are from you know working class communities in North England were able to go to university um you know and, Not then, the and, then, and then get you know get, get <laughs> yeah, you know get get yeah. into uh into positions w- within um the civil service or government or whatever but but you know you just feel like now i don't know what i mean there's a lot of things that have happened obviously but um it feels like that's all that's all going backwards now and and we're back to the situation where it's very much a closed shop. You know, if you're a member of the establishment um, and you're part of the club, you'll get on. Um, and if you're not, well, good luck. But there's, yeah, you know, there's not a lot of hope 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 for you um, or for people like you. You're in the cold cupboard in a Titanic. in this country. So yeah, you know, it's a it's a it's a depressing outlook, and I think that's what that's a lot of the frustration. I I, I sense that that, mm. that things have gone backwards, um, and uh, um, you know we 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 we're, we're very much moving back to to this old old situation of of uh, of those people who are who are who are governing us. They 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 believe they are our betters. You can see it in their attitude of, 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 you know, one rule for them and another for us. Mm. Um, it's there. It's clear. And um, those are the sort of people who are currently in control of, of the Conservative Party. And I'm, I'm not really, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not really convinced that it, the situation is, is really very different in the Labour Party because, again, the, the careerists are once more in control there. The political class. Um, it's a, yeah. it's, you know, it's a depressing, it's a depressing sort of outlook, isn't it? <laughs> I think speaking. as well, it's it's important to realise as well that just going back to the the fining side of it, um, you know, the the price of the fines that Boris Johnson's paid today in the news, they're saying, oh, could go up to ten thousand pounds. <laughs> it's like this is from the same prime minister that said what is peanuts? Prime minister mm. wage was pe- how can he afford his nanny? 
you know, wasn't it? He, he um, had his uh, two hundred fifty thousand um, pounds job at the Telegraph, which he described hmm. as chicken feed. Yes, absolutely. Two hundred fifty k a year. He only had to write a couple of columns a week, but that yeah. that that, that, well, that was a chicken feed. Claim, claims himself to be a journalist as well, but um, you know, but you know, you look at that and you think. So, you know, why are people in power? Why would they be scared of, you know, getting these fines? You know, if I was, uh, you know, for instance, you remember, you know, when there was always this idea of shaming people that broke the law and they shamed someone more so like, um, I don't know, Eddie, the the kid from the council estate, lived in a flat and had no garden to play in. Mm. Um, And now he's got, um, you know, a £50 fine for doing whatever law he broke during COVID. That, you know, people like, you know, Rita Ora, or, you know, Boris Johnson in this case, things like that, you know, if they get £10,000, oh, that's really going to hit them, isn't it? I mean, they probably mm. make that a day. Like, yeah. who cares? Do they care? And I do get the idea of, you know, you know, well, you know, if it's, if, if it's NHS for all and if it's going to be, you know, like a non-discriminatory system, then it doesn't matter what you earn, who you are, you get the same thing. But there comes a point where you have to look and be like, but this doesn't affect people, you know, mm. like it, to even £10,000, I mean, he he probably pays that for his shampoo 50 pounds do you know what i mean it yeah. it is it just he probably just was like i didn't even realize it went out do you know what i mean carrie have they paid that money yet i haven't seen it leave my account you know but yes yeah. just- I, th- I think i saw the other day someone mentioning the fact that rishi sunak owns a a coffee cup which cost him 180 pounds yeah. he paid 180 pounds for a coffee cup and I mean, what he's, oh, I mean, he's not going to trade it in, is he? But that's free fines. <laughs> that's that's free potential fines. But you know, but and I, I, but you know, this is the this is the point we're at. And I think you know, you've you've had some really good points about the way the institution's going, and and obviously parties are very self-serving, and we're not going to sit here and elude the idea that you know, if anyone was in power, that they'd handle it any differently. Really, I mean, other than we might resign, but if you know, if a party, even if it was Lib Dems, even if it was Green Party, whoever was in power, mm. if they'd have done this, it'd have been the same narrative, the same bullshit with their hand up someone's ass, getting them to speak whatever dribble they want. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But you know, it, it's a sad time. I mean, I mean, politics is just a sad game, really, isn't it? It's just a big chess game, and I think the thing is about yeah. that as well. Is if you think about it, you know, would Jeremy Corbyn have, you know, hosted parties in Downing Street during fucking lockdown? No, of course he wouldn't. I mean, you know, oh, that's well. the thing, isn't it? So he had a beer. <laughs> he had a beer with some friends. Remember, he did have it. He had and a. They- um, uh, I forget, wasn't it a wake that he, he attended? Yeah. And they, they uh, rinsed him friends, for that. So, yeah, he did. Yeah, they did rinse him for it. I yeah, mean, Boris exactly. Johnson actually described um, Keir Starmer in PMQs today as a Corbyn Easter in a smart Islington suit. It's so bizarre, isn't it? Given that, you know, Starmer's spent the last two years absolutely, you know, you know, doing his level best to destroy the left wing of the Labour Party. Yes. The I mean, he, his wing of the party, yeah. His re, um, rebuttal, yeah. His yeah, his rebuttal weird. to that was he he turned around and said, "Well, he doesn't have the whip," as if like, well, actually, <laughs> I took away Jeremy's power. Um, yeah. But you know, and it's not even about you know who it is. It's a, it's principle, isn't it? It's all mm. boils down to principle and and the morally bankrupt people that serve the public or sorry serve themselves under the guise that they serve mm. the public sort of like the clown at the party but underneath the costume they're a serial killer and they're yeah. going to kill your mum when they go to pay her or something i don't know but it, it's just such a disgusting appalling 
thing to see with how the death count is, how everything was, and almost as if they're having a knees up in celebration of, well, look how well we've done, eh? Eh, Rishi? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Tinging their glasses together. That, mm-hmm. You know, it's just... I don't know what we live in anymore, Rob. It's disgusting. Uh, no, it is in fact Alexander Boris de Feffel. Those of us who make these rules have got to stick by them, and that's why I've got to resign. I couldn't give a f-